Since Russia invaded Ukraine last February, the U.S. has given billions of dollars in military aid to Ukraine. But nearly a year in, some Republican lawmakers are raising concerns. There's no accountability whatsoever, no oversight whatsoever. Every American deserves to know where every single dollar has gone, and we need that now before we pass another $47 billion to Ukraine. From a historically corrupt country who is begging for more than the $100 billion that the Congress is already set to send them. Ukraine has been a deeply corrupt country for many, many years. And that has been at the top of the West agenda with regard to Ukraine. Because the West has given Ukraine a lot of money over recent years. That's our colleague James Marson. He says to keep aid flowing, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky knows that he must show the West he has zero tolerance for corruption. Any kind of corruption scandal that would have any impact on that support from the West, both military and financial, would be disastrous both for Zelensky and for Ukraine. And last week, Zelensky was put to the test. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Tuesday, January 31st. Coming up on the show, President Zelensky's crackdown on corruption. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. In Ukraine, corruption has been a major problem for years. Corruption penetrated all levels of society in Ukraine. You know, it was from traffic cops demanding a bribe so they wouldn't give you a ticket or make your life uh, difficult. It was, you know, people at high levels of government demanding kickbacks. The scandals in Ukraine have been huge. And usually they have been ignored because the people stealing the money have been close to the people in power. But in late 2013, that tolerance came to a breaking point. Thousands of people took to the streets in protest of corruption and also of the government's ties to Russia. This was supposed to be a breakthrough moment for Ukraine, where Ukraine said, we want to be different, we don't want corruption. The target of their anger is government corruption and lawlessness. There were accusations that this uh, former president, uh, Viktor Yanukovych, who fled to Russia in 2014 during mass street protests, he stole billions, according to Ukrainian prosecutors. After he fled, people broke into his uh, mansion and they, they found a collection of luxury vehicles. They found he had a zoo, including ostriches, in the grounds of his palace. The next government came under pressure from international groups to take a tougher stance on corruption. And the country created a new law enforcement agency that was tasked with investigating corruption and preparing cases for prosecution. But corruption remained a problem when Zelensky ran for president in 2019. You know, he uh, used to be a comic actor. He was a comedian. And he had a, a popular TV show 
Комеди. Потому что ты, мой батя, я, мы снова выберем пи***ца. And, and took on the corrupt elites. And he was elected into office because he didn't have a political past and because a lot of people believed in his message that he will fight corruption as an outsider. So Zelensky positioned himself as a corruption fighter. And that message resonated with voters. Zelensky was elected in a landslide. Initially, he had some success in fighting corruption, like lawmakers were no longer able to get immunity from prosecution. But some critics have said Zelensky wasn't moving fast enough, and his team acknowledged that fighting corruption was hard. Over the last 12 months, his government has largely been focused on war efforts. But in recent weeks, corruption has re-emerged as an issue. There was this kind of moment where the media in, in Ukraine was reporting about a series of corruption scandals not at the very, very top level of government, so people directly around uh, Zelensky, but people pretty close to him. One media report alleged that a governor had dished out lucrative contracts to his friends. Valentin Reznichenko, who was the governor of Dnipropetrovsk region, that's a region in the east of Ukraine, which is quite, quite near the front of the fighting, he was accused um, in local media of funneling more than $40 million in government contracts to associates, including his girlfriend. Now, we couldn't reach him for comment, but that's quite a typical kind of thing that has happened in Ukraine. Another publication reported that the military had been overpaying for food supplies. Now, again, this is, sadly, if true, is a typical case that one would find in Ukraine, that for a long time, government officials have used overpriced contracts to either get kickbacks for themselves or to feed money to their associates. We don't know, the uh, court hasn't ruled on this, so we, we don't know if this was the case here, but um, that would be a kind of a typical thing that, that, that happens in Ukraine. A different publication reported on an official inside Zelensky's own office. So Kirill Tymoshenko, who was the deputy head of the presidential administration, he'd, he'd been photographed driving a Porsche that the Ukrainian media said belonged to a businessman. And he was also accused of appropriating for his own use a sports utility vehicle that had been donated to deliver aid. Timoshenko resigned, but didn't address the accusations. Now, should also point out that it doesn't seem that these uh, various corruption scandals were linked. It wasn't like part of one big network that was involved in corrupt behavior. These appear to have been distinct, small examples of corruption. So it wasn't like there was some kind of network. Why did they all surface at the same time? The Ukrainian media proved its strength. It uncovered these uh, these apparent cases of corruption and presented them in such a way that, that uh, uh, Zelensky felt obliged to react to what happened. Coming up, what Zelensky did. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Voice API, you get comprehensive call analytics, virtual assistants, 
automated speech recognition, and text-to-speech benefits across multiple languages. Developers can add smart voice functionalities into your app, giving your customers an easier way to reach you. And you can start collecting real-time data to drive more meaningful engagement to move your business forward. Learn more at Vonage.com. Almost every night for the last year, Zelensky has delivered a public address to Ukrainians. These addresses usually have to do with the war. But on Sunday last week, Zelensky touched on a different subject. The main focus is on defense, foreign policy, and war. But this does not mean that I do not see or hear what is being said in society at different levels. He was beginning to address the corruption accusations that had been coming out in the media. And he said that the government's anti-corruption bureau had built a case against someone in his administration. Today, the cabinet of ministers of Ukraine dismissed a deputy minister who was exposed by the National Anti-Corruption Bureau. The deputy infrastructure minister was caught accepting a bribe of $400,000 and then arrested by the Anti-Corruption Bureau. Zelensky said he hoped the dismissal of the deputy minister would send a message. And I want this to be our signal to all those whose actions or behavior violate the principle of justice. Zelensky didn't stop there. Over the following few nights in his addresses, he continued to emphasize he was taking a tough line on corruption. By the end of the week, Zelensky had removed nearly a dozen top officials. There's an important point here, which is that in the past, presidents have tended to, if the people have been close to them, they've tended to to just wait it out, and they haven't fired these people. But Zelensky is in a different situation here. Zelensky is a wartime president where Ukrainians are being asked to stand firm and to die on the front lines, and also to... You know, people are going through economic difficulties uh, throughout Ukraine at the moment because of the war. Clearly, for Zelensky's domestic standing, he decided that it was best to move quickly and remove a lot of these people. How so? How does doing this help Zelensky's domestic standing? We're moving towards the first anniversary of the war, a war that has caused a great number of deaths in Ukraine. More than 10,000 soldiers have, have died. The number of injured is many times that. You've also got the civilian deaths and also the pain caused by people having to leave their homes, economic difficulties. And so domestically for him, at a time when the war is entering a a critical phase and even more is going to be asked of Ukrainians, it's very difficult for him to do that if there are people around him uh, who are somewhat tainted by these scandals. And beyond the domestic side of this, what are some of the other reasons it's important for Zelensky to do this? So the Ukraine very much wants to join the European Union, but for European leaders, admitting Ukraine has always been a tough ask. The size of the country, the, the level of corruption in the country. So this has always been right at the top of the list for European leaders, is can Ukraine sustain a fight against corruption? Given his own personal standing, he is strong enough to take on corrupt elites and actually make progress against corruption in Ukraine, which is something which the West has been uh, asking uh, Ukraine's leaders to do for years. And recently, as Zelensky has asked for more powerful arms like tanks 
some U.S. lawmakers have reiterated their concerns about corruption. The situation in the U.S. has made him move because the U.S. is the, by far the most important backer of Ukraine at this point, not only for the type of equipment and the amount of equipment it's giving, but the leadership. European countries have been perhaps dragging their heels or wavering on, on what equipment to provide and how much equipment to provide. The U.S. has led on this. And so without U.S. leadership, Ukraine would be in serious trouble. Is Zelensky's action enough to quell those American political concerns? Well, it's hard to say. Time will tell. I mean, in Washington, there was a bipartisan group of senators who traveled to Ukraine early this month. They held a news conference in Washington and said that the firings hadn't shaken their confidence in, in Zelensky. Now, you know there have been announcements recently by President Zelensky of two... That's Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal. What's encouraging is that... President Zelensky is continuing to pursue graft and corruption, as he promised to do when he was elected in 2019. What you see in these scandals is, first of all, you see a lot of them coming up in the press. So Ukraine has a largely free press that is able to report on these things, despite these being very powerful men connected with the president. Um, But also there's a law enforcement. You know, there are law enforcement bodies out there who are prepared to go and arrest the deputy infrastructure minister. So you have you have a pretty strong uh, way of fighting corruption. What do you think this means for Ukrainians? Well, it's an interesting case for Ukrainians. People who give bribes, big bribes, corrupt people, they assume that everybody else is corrupt like them. And that if people don't take bribes, there's something wrong with them. Or... You know, they're deeply weird or they're being corrupted by somebody else. And so by dismissing them, Zelensky is perhaps drawing a line in the sand and saying there cannot even be a whiff of um, accusation of corruption in my administration. Now, of course, time will tell uh, whether he continues in this way or whether this was simply a one-off move designed to placate the domestic audience and the international audience. It also sort of shows how you have to keep your house in order even when you're fighting a war. Right. I mean, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? That at the same time as Zelensky is, you know, getting on the phone with President Biden, he's speaking with world leaders, he's visiting Bakhmut, the frontline town, which is under heavy bombardment by the Russians. He's dealing with um, the huge economic difficulties that Ukraine is facing at the same time. He's having to also deal with these, some of these scandals are relatively uh, apparently minor, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars in some cases. He's still having to deal with those. But I think I think it shows an important point that Zelensky is quite, you know, as a, as a former actor, comedian, a, a performer, he's very well attuned to the importance of appearances. Late last week, Zelensky asked the West for even more weapons as Russian forces intensified their attacks. That's all for today, Tuesday, January 31st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Ian Lovett and Lindsay Wise. Thanks for listening. 
See you tomorrow.